Welcome to the second episode of season two of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. Today, I'm excited to be sitting down with Mark Seeley. He's a realtor with City Home Collective. He's an artist focusing on abstract expressionism. He was born and bred right here in Utah. He was adopted at one, reintroduced to his blood family at 28, uh, in and out of various facilities throughout high school. He's a Weber State art major, an old friend of mine. And without further ado, all right, Mark, what's up? How are you, man? Hey, brother. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Well, don't thank me yet until it's over. Well, we'll see how it goes, but I'm I'm confident that <laughs> even though we're drinking scotch whiskey, it's going to be a lovely evening. Cheers. <laughs> Salute. Pardon me. So you're currently real estate, art. Yeah, yeah real estate. Where we start? You ten start? years. Ten years. Ten this years. year. So. That's been interesting because obviously, you know, 2008 was the worst time to start real estate. <laughs> so that was my trial by fire, if you will. You know, everything went to shit right there. But if you, you know, start the downtime, you know, the downturn, yeah, then I think you have to learn everything in, in more depth and all the, you know, it was a buyer's market and all the short sales and the foreclosures and just everything was so haywire. And, well, it's it, a huge mess, right? It probably will go haywire again sometime Cyclical, soon. Cyclical, as, right? as is life. But yeah. I think it's it's going to be on but the maybe you're more for at least for a few more years. I mean, Well, maybe you're more prepared to handle it when, yes, the next few years look potentially good for real estate. Totally. Buy a house, Mark Seeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more experience, <laughs> the more experience you have, the better. And then, you know, you have clients that buy a house, they outgrow it, they move, you know, so... Every year that goes on, you, you, you accumulate clientele. Yeah. You know, and, and as long as you do your job, and you know, they, they stick with you. So I'm so very I, happy. I, mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Well, you're a phenomenal realtor. Jackie and I used you to purchase this house where we're recording this podcast. And uh, no, you, you were awesome, man. I think, you well, I, think, I think half the battle is, well, one, you have to know what you're doing, right? But I think there's more psychology in, in, in the real estate and, you know, than, than anything else, right? Well, it sells so and customer stressful. service, right? Well, that, but I mean, yeah. like, you didn't need me to sell you the house. I mean, if the house fits and you fall in love, then that does its, its entire, you know, it's its own thing. Fair enough. I think the most important role of a, a realtor is to is to back you up, right? Talk you off the ledge. Is it a thing? What to look for? Repairs to negotiate. You know things yeah. to make sure, like the roof, right? That was yeah. a thing. You told me they're gonna say no, and I said no. Right? No, I know. I know. They um, may say no, but go ahead and ask them. You call me back. You were like, you motherfucker. You're, you're, they you're, said you're, yes. You're <laughs> roof. Why not? You gotta ask for it, right? Because yeah. you got our corner and their corner, and that's that's why. You need an agent, and there's actually been kind of a new influx of, since it is such a great market, sellers are like, oh. why, do I, why do I need an agent, right? I'll just sell it myself, or be a homie, or whatever flavor of the week bullshit is out. Yeah. And it, 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 there's a lot of problems, and a lot of lawsuits, and a lot of screwy stuff that goes, you know, sideways without somebody that's a professional the season to say, okay, no, this is how we're going to negotiate this, and this is the contract that will handle that, you know, yeah. so, anyhow, and well, all the funny shit I tell you, you know, <laughs> when, when we're looking at houses, all the, all the inappropriate stories, and all that, you know, the history of the house, right, 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 yeah. you're driving right by the house, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm telling some ridiculous story, and you're like, I think that was the house, I think that, I think that is the house, <laughs> I'm just awesome. showing you the neighborhood, brother. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what I told you. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Have you been with City Home Collective? That your the majority. No, no. Plus? I started. I started with Urban Utah. Babs Delay. Oh yeah. Was my mentor, and she's nice. awesome. Yeah. Babs. Babs so that's another kind of like-minded, local, cool. Um, uh, yeah, you know, just not the corporate. You know, like the old name tag and scripted response kind of uh, stiff collar thing. But so, so I was there for the first few years, and then Cody, Derek, the owner of City Home, we we were just mutual friends, and he's like, "Hey, I'm starting my own thing. Here's kind of my vision of being like a design firm and a brokerage, and you know, just to kind of create a new identity yeah. of like, you know, here's art." 
you know, design, architecture, and just this. Well, for people who are unfamiliar with City Home Collective, it that there really is a. For me, I was impressed with the higher level of, of classiness, the incorporation of design and art. I mean, even your office is sure. phenomenal. Thank phenomenal you. place down off South Temple. And, and at, at the end of the day, I think that we were all just nerds. We're just a bunch of design nerds that are truly passionate about Salt Lake and architecture and people and whatever else. Not to culture, right? Sure. Exactly, yeah. but not to pres- not to present. Oh, here we are because we're super fancy. Like this whole too cool for school. There's nonsense. no level of arrogance that came across right. in my experience working directly with you in City Home Collective. Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely the. <laughs> the, the punk rock of City Home. <laughs> you know, there's team meetings. Maybe I'm speaking of my own real Absolutely. Term with the firm, yeah, there's there's team meetings that, you know, I might bring up a certain perspective and they're like, Okay. I love you, but <laughs> quiet. It's quiet time. Simmer down, Marcus. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You so you obviously do real estate. You also do art. Sure. Can you define Abstract expressionism. Uh, so abstract expressionism, I think, is just the easiest way to kind of describe it. I think, as with any music, right? I think about music anymore. What is it? Like, especially metal or hip-hop. There's so many sub-genres. It's like, what exactly is it? Oh, right. And then you get this big, long string of, you know, descriptions that, you know, hypothetically describe it. So abstract, of course, I mean, we're familiar with that. It's, it's wild. It's non... Uh, subject matter based it's just kind of out there right <clears throat> but the okay. expressionist end of it so abstract expressionism is, is meant to be more of the, the you know the the feeling I and mean, this this makes me feel overwhelmingly a certain way right Jackson nice. Pollock or um, Basquiat or you know the the, the, the people no, like, I don't they, it's, it's fine it's fine <laughs> but the people you look at their painting you're like holy shit okay like it's it's Maybe like Picasso, right? That's, that's surrealism, yeah. right? So, but like you've got these things, but it's absolutely emotional, right? And in my mind, if my if you look at a piece of mine, and and, and you are not affected, that I didn't do my job. Like it needs to nice. make you feel a thing. Like holy shit! Like the you know the texture of this, like the whether faces, whether it be like, well, I mean, ghosty you, you or feeling like absolutely just feel like just be changed interested. in some way. Yes, and a lot of my art could, could, could be a little dark, right? There's, yeah. not, there's not a whole lot of I like the dark aspects and a lot. daisies <laughs> in, in my work, although I've done commission pieces that were, you know, definitely on a, on a, on a lighter platform, material-wise, and color scheme. My, actually, my new show coming up, I was actually laughing at myself <laughs> because there's a lot of pink. And, like, if you, if you just go back maybe 20 years, because art has been a part of my life since, you know, Yates Hall. Uh, Referencing about three feet. Right, you know, <laughs> somewhere down here. Um, you know, but I think as an adult, it was very dark. You know, and maybe the, the transition from the last 10 years or so has gotten a little bit poppier, but it doesn't make any sense. If you, once you see the show, there's still that I'm really moody, down. deconstructed yeah. portraits and everybody's like rearranged and it's, it's disconcerting, but yeah, there's a lot of pink in my new show so when's this new show uh tentatively I guess we should just announce it so gallery stroll September so I can't actually say the actual date because I don't okay. count it but the, it's gallery stroll in September which is the third Friday of every month is gallery stroll and so, so and that'll be downtown. my my studio slash gallery which has never been open to the public so far, it's a grand so. opening of your own studio with my your own, own studio, art. own gallery. It's got the street access. It's been really nice for clients nice. thus far. So I, when I do commission pieces currently, people come right in. We can go over art. My adorable toy fox terrier, <laughs> love of my life. <laughs> Who is adorable? She is, but she yaps the entire time and you know makes sure I'm safe. That's usually what my dogs do during the podcast, but oh, yeah. I've closed the door and left them with Jackie for this episode, so hopefully we don't have very many inter- interruptions, and unfortunately, you're fine, you're a guest, you enjoy yourself. If you need another scotch or a course, you let me know. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, though, unfortunately, I haven't been invited down to the gallery, so I don't really know. Well, what nobody talking about. What do you want to mention about it? Nobody, nobody has. has. That's the whole point. <laughs> secret, secret. Uh, secret. No, no. Secret. So it was. I make a huge mess. 
when I when I paint. So for the most part, okay. I actually have a workspace in Murray that is a um, metal fabrication joint. Uh, it's a dear friend of mine, Saul Adams, that does nice. everything ran from... into Saul and Candace at the grocery right. store so there, last yeah, week. Nice. There we go. Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, Small Lake City. So I use use his space because he's got a huge space and they do fabrication from railings to sculpture. They do a lot of awesome work. But since since I'm so messy and I actually (laughs) blend my my, uh, colors with a blowtorch. So the whole fire, fumes, nasty situation isn't, isn't very good for the home thing. So the new studio slash gallery isn't is in conjunction to where I live currently. So it's a little okay. space, that's why. Nice. Um, so in, in, in any event, <clears throat> so the mess happens there and then I bring it home. There's finished work and framing and maybe some touching up, but, but it's it's been a really nice opportunity to, I don't know, I like, I like to exist. Like there's there's no living room, there's no, there's no formal entertainment. You, <laughs> you walk in and it's, this, is, this is a gallery, I exist in the gallery and of course there's bedrooms and kitchens and whatever else but but the you know, space I, I, I exist in the gallery and I pull this down and work on this and change this and it's, it's been a lifelong dream truly nice to have to have a gallery well done then congratulations where, thank you thank you and I, and I can die I can die a happy artist with, with the <laughs> amount of work that I you know sell yearly it's supplemental income it's nice you know but I mean it's it's I've sold probably over a hundred paintings in, nice. in my life. So that's yeah. something that's we, that's lovely. We're one of those one hundred paintings. It's true. Well, I'm not really. Jack <laughs> you, you, I you, like you, to to tag along with that because I love that piece and there. it fits the space perfect. And yeah, we talked about that. Even though, the, even got though the, the hanging structure was an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is right. Oh, holy shit! Well, at least it didn't land on anybody. That happened um, to me while I was at. A, what was I doing? But whatever it was, I either left for the day or whatever, but I came down and I had a large piece that was similar to yours <laughs> that had come crashing down in my living room and, you know, of course, smushed everything in its path. The orchid and the, you know, the pile of books or whatever else you have on your coffee table. Yeah, gone. So, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just my poor little dog hiding in the corner. Going, the what did you fucking her? do to me? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why did you do that? Where were you? What's your gallery name? You have a name? Uh, I mean, it's just me right now, man. Like, just toying around with the, the name. It's just Mark Seeley's studio, Atelier, nice. Mark Seeley, which is the same fucking thing. It's just yeah. French or Italian. I'm not entirely sure. We should find. I'm not we, entirely sure. We should sure probably either. bleep that out. I mean. No, no. We're going to let it roll. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's the you studio. Know, freedom so of speech. The difference, I think the difference was, um, you know, the, the permanence of it. I mean, to name it at this current juncture, it depends on what it's happens. It's premature. What happens in, yeah. the, in the future of that presentation if I stay there uh, or, or expand? Okay. Because at this point, now that I got super excited, you know, my, my next thought is, like, actually, I don't, I don't think this is enough space for yeah. the gallery for the kind of show that I want. Because this is only, the new show will be, like, ten pieces. That works. Which is a fair amount of. I mean, it that, works. I'm and they're confident to be a long small, time. They're not small pieces, but uh, yeah, I don't. I think I would want to do more, a little bit more varied sizes and things. Like well, I think from a business aspect, especially as owner and operator of your own gallery, not naming it at this point in your journey gives you an opportunity for the gallery itself to grow and to evolve on its own. Right. And if you do move. It's not a name change. People aren't branding your art and your location specifically to this facility. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I dig it. Yeah, I don't know. And then How artistic of you. It, well, it's, <laughs> nice, it's nice to have your own. I mean, I have no restrictions on what we'll sell, what, what will work, you know, because I've had that yeah. from other galleries. Like, you can't, you can't sell this. And, like I, I, and that last, I think you've proved them wrong. The, the nude series, <laughs> where I do it, but you know, they were, you know, whatever that was, you know, nine feet tall, like the whole, uh, whatever. But there were nudes, <laughs> and it was me, 
and it's and, not and, safe for and, work and, and chopped up. Yeah, that's totally right. <laughs> and, and you know, so people walk in like, well, we, we would have to put this in this corner, or I don't think it's. I mean, it's it's good for shock value, and, it, and that was never what it was meant to be. There was never any kind of Marilyn Manson statement of like, <laughs> here's what I have to think. You know, like yeah, it was just like, look, human body androgyny let's just mix it up and make it completely nonsensical and also kind of represent a little bit of you know feeling again about the, the expressionism what does this yeah. make you feel right you know and there, there was a vast array of responses where it was like oh that, that's sexy or this is depressing or this is this feels very violent in nature and there was Jesus, I don't know, All of the pieces, above and D. Which I is the it. entire point <laughs> yeah. of doing a series of that, of that sort. Of that, of that sort. So, you know, I think it was a success, and they did take a, quite a long time to sell, but not because of tits and ass, because they're just big and it's hard to place. You know, it is all space, and when you come to thing. When you do collect art or prints or plants or books, Firearms, or whatever. Once you start to have a large accumulation of things you love, right? Where the fuck do you? Yeah, just run out of <laughs> yeah. Time for an addition. <laughs> Time for an addition. Uh, that's fair enough. Well said. So you're gonna have a opening per se for the gallery in September, part of the Salt Lake City downtown art stroll, correct? Well. I don't, I'm not entirely sure it'll be part of the the, the gallery stroll because you have, I think you have to sign up for that. And but I mean it, it'll be the same night. Nice. So you'll you'll just have to make it a specific destination. Oh yeah. So Let you, me know you the details. I'd be happy to to blast it. Nice. Nice. Well, and then for City Home Collective, also in September on the twenty first, just having a client. Client relations barbecue. Absolutely. Well, no, it's, it's entirely open to the public. Oh, it is Initially, open. To the public. So, then so I'm the super brew, glad we mentioned the it. brewing queue. So this brewing is queue. thank you. Our entire back area. We have local vendors. We have drinks. We've got musicians. We've got DJs. It's it's it's, it's an absolute blast. So we take over the entire uh, parking lot. We have thousands of people. Literally, it's 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 tons of fun. The client end of it to to make sure our clients feel special as they are and yeah. love them. Well, of course I'm special. There's, there's after parties. <laughs> so there's there's gold wristbands that you get, you know, and you come see me and we get all the, you know, the special treatments. Nice. So that, that's, that's something that are very, very specific. Um, to customers. To, to customers. But it yeah. is about community and outreach totally. and it is open to the public and right. anybody can come down. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, initially, see, so you, you know, eat, drink, be merry. And, and then at that point, at whatever point in the evening, then, then it's, you know, family only. And everybody else has to go home. Nice. And we're family. <laughs> That's what I mean. Customers. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Sitting on family. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. So, so September, you I'm always on my best behavior <laughs> at these brewing cues, let me tell you. Always on your best behavior, period. <laughs> I've, ne I've never known you to no, be no, 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 I'm always, a proper gentleman. I'm, no, I'm always a mess <laughs> at these things, uh, you know. Mildly entertaining mess, but I'll, I'll be a mess. Yeah, uh, I because have I mean, definitely you, been a you're mess. You're starting at like whatever you know, six, and you know, one in the morning rolls around. I'll, I'll be in rare form, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so September's a busy month. You got those two events going on, both huge aspects of your life: art and real estate. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know, is there anything in particular you wanted to mention or touch base on regarding? art or real estate while we're, we're talking about it? Uh, real estate wise, I mean, I think a lot of people have the, the, the thought that summer is the busy season. This is when you buy a house. This is when you list a house. I had that uh, impression. And I, and I love fall and moving into the winter as well. So it's not necessarily, I mean, this is the busy time. It's true. But uh, I always get really excited every autumn. Well, I guess it's my favorite time of year. I love the autumn. Cools Fall, out, Halloween. And the leaves and Halloween. The pagan oh, in me comes to life. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, I, you know, some people, realtors, uh, they'll basically go into hibernation, like in the winter, you know, for the holidays and this and that. And they're, they don't like know, making money when it's Well, I don't know. Well, I think it's just kind of a different, I think maybe it's an underlying psychological thing. I love the winter. Give me nasty weather and I'll get bundled up. I want to look at houses and it's, it's actually kind of fun. Nice. Because you're going to have less competition. 
you know, we're hot on the the strike, the snow strike snow. where the iron is hot, <laughs> right? The snow, yeah. the snow. Dome. We'll, we'll go check some places out or whatever else. But real estate, I mean, it, it's absolutely insane right now, <laughs> right? You know, you know, sellers are like, happy, buyers are frustrated. I mean, there's not enough inventory. There's all the pricing battles. But the thing, at the end of the day, as with all things that are complicated, you just need to know exactly what to do. You nice. know, there's 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 tricks to the trade. There's there's certain things you need to do to present yourself in the best light to win a battle with with ten other people. You yeah. know, and uh, on, on the selling side, as much as it can seem easy, but you know, people are pricing. You know, they, if they don't have the right advice, they're pricing their homes incorrectly. They're they're sitting on the market or. You know, things fall through, or they, they choose the wrong buyer. I mean, there's there's <laughs> lot there's, there's lots of things. But you have to vet these people because I mean, you've got people making blind offers these days, and you've got the competition, which is just nonsense, right? People yeah. get caught up in the whole Black Friday Walmart mentality that open a house, right? People are getting you know the stampede of like, no, this, we have to make an offer. This today. is my house, yeah. and it's like, no, 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 did the house actually do anything? I got for here you? first, right? You, you just want you just want to beat homegirl over here when, when the house you know may or may not be the right fit for you. So, I guess that's my spiel on the current uh, real estate thing. So, nice. well, and I was just going to touch base on, uh, and I didn't want to interrupt, so I stopped myself for once and waited. But, uh, you know, you mentioned it's a seller's market. The market right now is crazy. It used to be that if you wanted to buy in Liberty Park, Sugar House area, it's going to be a little tricky. You're going to probably spend more money on a house than what it's worth, but the location is going to be your jam. That's where you want to be, your downtown. Right. But that's branched out so much at this oh, point. The borders the entire are, valley. The borders are consistently changing. So Yeah. Sugar House, I mean, like Liberty Park, Liberty Wells, uh, you know, Avenues, yeah. uh, Harvard Deal, the places, if you mention Ninth and Ninth, if you mention it in Salt Lake, it's a known area. It's established. Okay, it's there. Culture. And, and you'll pay a premium, yeah. but here's the interesting thing, is just because you pay a premium price doesn't mean that you won't make the same amount of money in the end as, as some of these up-and-coming neighborhoods. It just won't be that, that initial holy shit... In two years, I've had a thousand dollars in equity. You know, it's a safer bet. You're there, and as these neighborhoods change and develop, it, it's just crazy. So, you know, people say Rose Park is the new sugar house. Right? Yeah. I didn't coin that, um, but I entirely stand behind it. I have had recent I have to agree. Sales, I've family, and friends that right. are just buying properties in that area, and that's great for that area. Right, and and so you know. A, a standard kind of that you know that mid-century like the 40s 50s kind of like three bedroom two bathroom you know with the, with the the tree-lined streets and whatnot that's three hundred thousand in rose park right <laughs> if you would have said that five years ago yeah would have you know assumed you were <laughs> just off your rocker right <laughs> and then glendale will be the next in line but it, it's proximity to things right people right. people are you know, how fast you know, can I get on that one of those little crazy fucking scooters? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those right? recently. And, yeah. and get downtown and every neighborhood we're talking about. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Every 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 neighborhood we're talking about, you know, it's it's a matter of minutes and you and you can be there, you know. Uh, as our as our downtown, as our community becomes more populated. Uh, well populated but also <laughs> you, you Set up in such a way. So we'll set up in such a way where you have access to things with within these little tiny boroughs because we don't have any real boroughs or areas in Salt Lake. You've got no, inter- you've got intersections, right? Yeah. If you look at, you know, where do you live? Basically, Sugar House, Ninth and Ninth, and Harvard Yale and Liberty Park. They're they're, they're intersections. They're, they're, it's a very specific point. Yeah, it's a grid, and everything is straight lines and blocks. And, and as we expand, oh. you've got more restaurants, more coffee shops, and and, and you know, grocery stores and local places and awesome stuff that you know as it fills in the blanks you can go any particular direction and enjoy something unique and awesome whether you're walking or biking or you know driving that's the attraction and draw to a downtown or city environment right comparatively to the burbs and that's that's, you know on the burbs everything you get a bigger yard and 
a bigger house. And well, I was gonna say everything's bigger, but it's cookie cutter. It's cut and paste. You don't, you don't have mass it. produced homes. Right. It's, there's no the subculture. There's, right. You're not, you don't get the melting aspect. You can't peel stuff. off the, you know, the lath and plaster, lath and, plaster and do all this awesome, brilliant something like the the patina that exists in fifty to hundred year home is. You can't, you can't fucking fake it. It's character, and it's energy, it's vibe. Right, exactly. It's, I, I could probably elaborate on some stoner rant forever about that. Yeah. Uh, my house, blah, blah, blah. But No, it's awesome, man. And you were a great realtor for us. I hope anybody tuning into this, if you need a realtor, I, I've got one right here. <laughs> Mark City, Mark Sealy, City Home Collective. Um, Art, anything else you want to kind of... Mention outside of the gallery. I mean, the new show, but if it's not your cup of tea, because not every exhibition is everybody's cup of tea. I always do. I mean, there's just markseeleyart.com, and that kind of gives you the grand spectrum of all my work. And I, I do I do commission work uh, nice. often. So, And I'll plug the URL in the, the podcast bio and everything. Awesome. So. Thank you. But yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll do... Anything, and if it's not something I want to do, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's the yes, nice you thing about R, is it's, it's, it's just not my livelihood. It's very much something I do for therapy. I, mean, I am compelled to paint. I don't, at, at the end of the day, I don't care if I ever sell any art. It's yeah. very nice that I do. Well, and that's a form like of it. expressionism, right? But there. I do you do it. it because you want to do it. Right. Or whether you're gaining some sort of mental stability or creative outlet from it. That's right. the whole reason I'm doing a podcast. And sure, you know, people can tune in and, and listen to it as much as they want, and other people can fuck you it off and not give a shit, but I'm going to just keep doing it. So uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how the longevity is. <laughs> how many seasons can we go here? Uh, I ask everybody for a movie clip. I asked you for a movie clip, and I don't know, do you want to play the clip and then come back and talk about it, or do you want to introduce us to this clip and why you chose it? I, I I would follow the clip. Let, let, let's follow let's play the clip. it, and then then I'll, and then I'll I'll talk about why it shows it. Perfect. Well, then we'll uh, we'll take a quick smoke and or piss break, and check out the clip, and come back and go from there. Cool. Sounds good. You mock my pain. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Fantastic clip. <laughs> Sorry. I well the thing is I couldn't think of I mean because you're like. Give me a movie clip, and that's like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite, or, or whatever? I mean, yeah. it's, it's what's so open-ended yeah. that, but for whatever reason, that made sense. Just but whatever. I, the movie itself is, uh, you know, one of my all-time one of the favorites. best motion pictures of all time. Entirely so. <laughs> the like, Princess like, Bride. Right. I mean, right. like everything is a one-liner. Like everything, the way that's written is just <laughs> any particular moment. You're like, oh, I remember that, and that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that, yeah, I mean, mock my pain. Life is pain. Anything, anything else? <laughs> I'm selling something, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's there's art and uh, real art estate. emulating life. Right. Life is pain. Real <laughs> <laughs> estate is pain? Is that what else? you were saying? No, no, I'm saying, I'll, or I'm selling something. Ah, that's how it ties in both ways. I like that. Which was not my intention. I was just being a smartass. Um, <laughs> well, usually so. I... I hate asking people for a clip, but I love it at the same time because I'm the type of individual where you're like, what, what's your favorite band right now? What's your favorite movie? Like right now is a big part of that question for me because it's always changing. It's always on a rotation. Agreed. Sometimes I'm going to listen to Electric Light Orchestra and Pink Floyd. Other times I'm going to be listening to old hardcore. Sometimes it's going to be random punk. It's, and those are my favorite while I'm listening to them. Sure. That's the same way with TV and movies. But you Princess got... Bride has been very consistent since. I mean, when did that even come out? I mean, so we were, we were little, God, right? We were that was kids. my that was my sick movie. That He Man. So you've got so Dark Crystal, <laughs> nice. Master of the Universe, Princess Bride. Dolph yeah. Like those were, those, were, those were the sick movies, right? You're like, oh. I don't feel well. I'm not, I'm not gonna go to school. Yeah. It was just you know. Just hot like dogs, Fred Savage. And, in right. Oh. The, Thank you. The Thank Princess you, right? Bride movie with his grandpa there. Oh, you're, you're home What was the other school that, that show that he did? That same kid. Wonder Years? Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of other, like, brilliant. Anytime I hear the, the intro to the Wonder Years or catch a clip or whatever, uh -huh. and, and 
I never watched that show as a kid, but I remember it being on as a kid. I remember so it always I reminds me of being about a fucking it. kid. That's the funny thing. It's, oh, yeah, the Wonder yeah. Years. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, <laughs> I can't remember anything about it. Like, no. Not one thing. No. Except for there's the... the Shitty's brother that fucks with him all the time. And he's <laughs> Which just is every brother. The weird-eyed girlfriend. Yeah. Anyone. Can't remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fred Savage is in it, and it's narrated from an older hand, much like How I Met Your Mother. I think I should redo <laughs> He-Man, some kind of new... I mean, if you're, if you're doing all the Marvel and all of this and that, why, why, where's the new He-Man? Where's, like, yeah. like dark, like Christopher Nolan. Give me, give me some dark fucking new He-Man. If Dolph Lundgren can play, whole crew, can play He-Man in Masters of the Universe and play Frank Castle as the Punisher in a terrible fucking comic book movie from the late 80s, early 90s, and they can take Punisher... And rebrand it and reintroduce it and sell it. I don't know if you've seen the Punisher Netflix series, but it's fucking phenomenal. Is it? It's a good. It's I was, fucking I was, I was phenomenal. considering it. Yeah. No. Check it out. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm All super right. biased because I'm, right. I'm a geek. I don't give a shit. Uh, I accept who I am in that realm, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a wannabe geek. But I like. I if like if it they all. can do that now, they can do that with the Marvel movies. DC seems to be really struggling. Hopefully, they get it right with their film series, Enterprise, whatever. Uh, See, I don't know. I don't point, know but, a lot of the difference. I mean, I loved the, the new Batman's. Although you know the three that were like yeah, the Nolan trilogy, right? Yeah, that's Christian my favorite. Bell. Love Bale it. Bale is definitely my, my, my Batman. Christopher stuff. Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy is on Absolutely. Blu-ray on the shelf right there. If you want me to put it in, we can do it right now. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'll go home and watch it anyway. I love that but, for sure. I mean, you have a good point, especially in a day and age where remakes are huge. Nobody is really creative in, in a sense anymore making classics like that. Sure. Well, comics, you, you're on. Bring back oh, Holy shit, Venom's coming. Yeah. Like what? Venom. Yeah. No, Venom. I, see, here's the here's the here's the thing. I don't know yeah. shit about comics. I've never owned any comics. It's where half half my not more than half my friends are comic book nerds, <laughs> and they know everything and all. And you're, I, I, I think you just thought I was opening a can of worms, and I don't have anything to say about it. No, Venom, that's Venom fine. is dope, and I'm really excited to see. That because that seems like it's going to be in the same vein, right? Yeah. Of the crystal, uh, the the darker Dark crystal kind of, but not every, happy, pleasant uniforms. Right. Every new movie that comes out, and it's like, oh look, it's like Infinity War. It was like, how many fucking people can you fit in one film? Yeah. All I wanted the entire four <laughs> hours was Captain America to die. Didn't happen. A lot of a lot All of people. Spoiler alert! Quote unquote died. But, yeah, disappeared into yeah, ash I, at the end of that. In any event. Which was kind of cool I to see the yin and yang to that. Really? Captain America as a character or Captain America as Chris Evans, the actor, they're playing? They're so hokey. It's just like... <laughs> they're like, I can, they're I can like, they're like Mormon that. missionaries <laughs> with, like, you know, superpowers. It Super high me. moral standards yeah, that are unrealistic because we're all human. Give me, give, Come me, on. give me some jealous, nasty old, you know. Frank Castle, the Punisher. Lovely. I'll take I'm it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I do like to delve into to comic books. and I, I have some graphic novels. I have a few comics on the shelf there, but I never really collected comics. So I'm in the same boat as you. But I love the fact that they're taking an opportunity to use these platforms to introduce these characters and these stories to mass audiences. I think it's fucking great. Well, there's a lot of brilliant stories. I mean, and yeah. a lot of them are, well, I think it depends on each variation and how long they've been around. I mean, do they kill them? Do they bring them back? Do they change? And they all seem to be, they all seem to get a little jaded after they've been <laughs> a superhero for a while. It's like, all right. Yeah. You guys suck. I'm tired of this I'm whole done. thing, right? I'm done. I'm old. It's like Christian Bell's perspective. It's like, I'm not going to do Batman forever. I'll give you three films, and I'm done. I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm over it. No, that's right. That's a great clip. And, and honestly, out of everybody I've asked for a clip, you came back the fastest. 
out of everybody. And I, I like, have no oh, idea. Princess Bride. How that even you mock my came pain. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, 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 that movie could yield, you know, how many dozens of perfect clips. But that was, ah. that was one thing. And how many dozens of times have you watched it? And like you said, hundreds, as man, a kid, hundreds. sick yeah, days. Yeah. That was one of them. It yeah, see, the thing was, was, I don't think I was sick very much as a kid, but as much as I remember watching movies and having sick days, I'm pretty sure I faked <laughs> quite a few movie days. Pulled a Ferris Bueller? Well, and I think it, it... I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen The Princess Bride, but Fred Savage was faking sick the whole fucking time. He right? was. And his granddad, Columbo, I can't remember his... The actual yeah, actor's yeah, name, yeah. but he was also Columbo's <laughs> brilliant actor. Um, kind of dating ourselves here. Besides the point, it's almost like he he's like, oh, I know what he's up to. He's faking sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna come take this as an opportunity to share this epic story with him. Sure. And and he has no choice but to sit there and listen to the whole story and then finally... Be careful what you ask, what you wish for. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Always be careful what you wish for. No shit. But, uh, <laughs> but he loves it, it it's end. kind of it's funny because he, he's kind of taking that opportunity to force him to hear this story. And then at the point where he's like, okay, all right, all right, you're bored. I think when they're in the bog, the giant rodents that are coming out, and he's like, no, okay, well, you're sick, you know, you take a name, he's like, whoa, 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 granddad, no, like, you can't stop now, <laughs> it's perfect. This is a lot, no, 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 no kissing parts. It's funny part, yeah, yeah. He's always grossed out by it, yeah. The anti-girl anti little boy. The, the, the little peak. does he know. Right, well, you know, wait two more months or whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, movies aside, music. What what do you you been listening to, or what what do you like listening to? Everything. I mean, as long as it, you know, it, it's it's like art. If it does something for me, um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. Um, apparently, so <laughs> I'm just digging through my Apple Music. All of my recent uh, <laughs> what well, was ABBA because apparently I didn't have enough ABBA in my life. But that's that's the thing is you know still you know the the analog to the digital conversion of our lives in general anymore, right? Everything. You know? Right. So digital documents. So you're like, what catalog. exactly do I have, right? So you're here and I didn't see it immediately in the iTunes versus this versus that. So I'm like, oh I just download it. So that was of course the best of ABBA and I I adore ABBA. It's ABBA's fantastic. You know, just a funny instance of you wouldn't necessarily expect it that you know, like I'll rock like ABBA and things of that sort, like at the gym. And it's you know, it's it's playing you know, and you've got like the, the mean, <laughs> angry face, and you're just dying, fighting the good fight, <laughs> you know, working off the pizza and whiskey from the night before, and you got ABBA, or your razor, or like something, you know, just some, you know, like <laughs> some queenie ass shit, right? And everybody's like, I, I, I don't even know what's going on with that kid. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask. <laughs> See, and I'm the type of kid that's like, what the fuck's going on with that kid? I gotta, you, I gotta ask. You, you'd roll right over. I'm like, my father's son. Abba? I'm gonna go ask yeah. and spark up a conversation whether it's welcomed yeah. or not. But that was that, and then I was searching through, and there was some hip hop, and some, so, uh, some, let, some like, but like real hip hop, and then some of the new, just awful shit they're doing, which on one level or another is amazingly entertaining. Is it though? The auto tuned, <laughs> repetitive. Just oh, fucking fuck garbage. If I have to hear a Gucci game, one no, 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 fucking time. No, 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 no. I think you had to be a little bit more selective, but like one out of 30 of them is super catchy. And, and only for that very specific instance. It's like it's like a, a commercial, you know, that you hear it sticks. It's catchy. That, that's it. There's, yeah. there's, there's no writing home about it. Be like, oh, that that, that changed my life. It <laughs> <laughs> changed my perspective on things. It's, 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 it's all it is. It's a temporary earworm where you're like, oh, okay. Let's, re- let's listen to that ten more times and then never mention that you did it. <laughs> right? Delete it. <laughs> Stricken from the record. Never fucking happened. Do you delete it, though? Because it is kind of nice to have that... <laughs> Reference of just in case you want to come back. Why in the fuck did I pull that up? Oh, and it gives you an opportunity to revisit it. I mean, I don't know. Well, George Harrison, when you got my mind set on you, is one of those terrible songs (laughs) that I always go back to, and I always select the extended version of that song where it's just chorus over and over and over again. (laughs) 
But for some reason, especially at work, I can throw that shit on and throw a hammer for hours and just be content. <laughs> the, I think the only artist that is consistently, if it comes on the mix on shuffle, that I will never change it or instantly, you know, and, and remind of why I love uh, him is Tom Waits. Across the board, but see, see, you either love them or you hate. There's, there's, well, there's you know, here's people my are thing obsessed, is, like me, apparently. You know, I've checked like, out Tom Waits. Uh, there are aspects of him as an individual that I absolutely love. Sure. As a musical artist, um, what is that track? What is he doing in there? It's probably one of the best songs I've ever listened to uh -oh. because it sparks it. It sparks the imagination. Force forces you to. Listen to what he's saying and picture it as he's going through those motions. What is he building <laughs> in there? It's a phenomenal song, but outside of that, um, I'm not a huge Tom Waits fan. Well, see, that's a really specific, that's like spoken words, that's poetry. So if you've yeah. ever heard him read Bukowski, we were talking about Bukowski no, earlier. We were that's, talking that's, about that's, Bukowski, a fun, that's a fun right? thing to, to hear. In any event, I will absolutely, absolutely look into that. Yeah, no, he reads. Because Bukowski reading Bukowski, I, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I write poetry as well, and if I read my own work, I, I don't think it works. I think it's sometimes okay. nice to find a voice outside of your own that can read it. And I think Tom Waits absolutely nails the Bukowski poetry. It's some of my favorites. But in, in any event, I mean, no, Tom true. Waits is so varied is the thing of, you know, the, the really gruff, I mean, it's like, you know, the jazzy, bluesy stuff. So, I mean, you know. The, the drunken guests on talk show interviews. Totally. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a who <laughs> in general, right? And I, I feel like I, you know, could never compete with such a thing. <laughs> Falling over <laughs> in your room, ashing on the floor, tipping the fedora the one way. I mean, I think he's just what you know, <laughs> hero across the cool board. for me is... When we were talking about flicks and you mentioned Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and how you, how you really appreciated that as art or motion picture, what have you. And then you mentioned Tom Waits. They're, actually, I, I can't confirm it. I'm not buddies with Heath, Heath Ledger, but supposedly Tom Waits was his main motivation for the way he depicted himself as a Joker in Nolan's Dark Knight. Interesting. From the way that he talked, the way you know he's pronouncing words, his body language and mannerisms as he's I moving. I can see that. Yeah, it's very fucking I, cool. I mean, even even if it's not true, which I, I would have no yeah, reason to I, not. But, but as soon as no you idea. say it, you yeah. can totally see it. So, oh yeah, no, it fits. And huh. that, uh, anyways, pointless nerd information, but I thought that shit was <laughs> was kind of interesting that you mentioned both of those things. Yeah. Excuse for, me, one everything for a reason. Sip my scotch. I didn't sip because I didn't open it. I didn't want to have a loud that in the microphone. That's actually now. perfect. Ice cold pours banquet on the Dead Cereal Podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, talking about you know real estate, art, movies, touching base on music, it all kind of comes from a culture or a subculture. Sure. Um, I think both of us growing up, I knew you, you know. What was that? Two thousand one, that Fuji film. I randomly worked there. You worked there. Fucking terrible job. We were both just trying to pay fucking rent, but I always got along with you. How old were we? So we were we were young. I was what early. I was, I was 20s, twenty years old. So yeah, early, early. On right? the dot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I had you know two or three tattoos. Probably a shaved head at the time. Was that was the whole? Yeah, he had your chin tattoo. Angry, um, angry. Post punk, vegan, straight edge, maybe this, maybe that kind of, yeah. kind of scenarios. The beginnings. I think it was a time in in my life from like thirteen to twenty one of just really kind of finding out not only who I was but who my friends were. Sure. And, and getting comfortable and confident in that, and so it was kind of cool that I met you at the latter part of that, and. I'd see it in the, the break room or whatever and just bullshit. And I was like, I like this kid. That's a good, 
Yeah. Oh man! No, I mean, and I, I wasn't there for very long. I mean, I don't know how long I was you were, either. but it, it was very short. I think I was me. there for about as long as you were. But I, you know, I, 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 I lost a few fingernails there because it was it was the dark room. <clears throat> so you get back there, and of course, it's not just like you know us be artsy like. No, you know, it's I'm a process to swim, but no, but blacked out. But you're not doing like one piece at a time. No, huge no. reels yeah. and these, you know, these conveyor belts and they'd hook on there and you just feel your way through. Horrible <laughs> fucking chemical s- smell. I fucking hated that place. Did we wear gloves? I think it was pretty like... I think I made sure... I was only in the dark room two or three days. I think that was right when I was like, okay, never mind. Fuck the raise. I'm out. I'm gonna give a shit from sorting to that. Uh, but it was just interesting kind of getting back to culture and subculture but I think I kind of identified with you and jived with you because we were more part of a counter culture. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't ever for me, you know, anarchy, fuck the government. Well, fuck the government. But besides the point, um, it was just more about, no, individualism and, and who you are aside from who your friends are. Right. Well, birds so, of a feather. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes across the board. I mean, if you trust somebody, regardless of experience, but if you have similar mindsets, similar ideals, which is the whole nation, well, I think the, the nation, the whole notion <laughs> of our nation, and I think not to get into the politics, but the problem therein is nobody agrees on anything anymore, right? I mean, the, the, nobody's willing to the even have a conversation anymore. As is is burnt and fucked, and there's yeah. no continuity of anything anymore. Well, I don't think it's burnt and fucked. I think the fire went out, as opposed to oh, people so acknowledging... So there you go, it's stale. It's not cooking anymore. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I like that better. Your analogy wins. Thank you. I, <laughs> coming from you, I, I actually appreciate that immensely. But I think it's true. And when people shut down and refuse to have a conversation, sure. regardless of... I personally don't give a fuck who you you voted for. I give a fuck whether or not you voted. Well, you, I mean, so vote you know and, I mean? and, and then talk about it. But you, you have to it, talk about it. With, there has to be dialogue and, and debate. It's all it's and all respect. This 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 tribalism concept of like if this person voted for so and so and you voted for so and so, you know, there's there's a fence down there, down the line where it's just like fuck you. It's separation yeah, you can have, and division. Yeah, you can have different opinions and still, you know, but if you're not talking, then you just, you burrow in deeper and deeper, and that's where you see the weird stuff, like where you've got the crazies, they're just off the deep end, like, you know, <laughs> Harry Potter's devil worship, evangelical fucking weirdo, and you've got the, you know, the leftists, you know, that are, you know, just as... You know, if, if you give There's yourself enough time, on both sides. and you only yeah. listen to one sort of news and sort of resource, then I mean, you you'll lose your mind. It's like being being in a padded room. Not that I know anything about it. Wow. Are we talking about your high school days? Or do you want to go into the <laughs> no, no, different no. facility? Okay. All right. So we'll move along from that. But, yes, but you're yes, absolutely we'll right. You know, we, it. we have to have a platform to have open dialogue. And yes, I might not like what you're saying. You might not like what I'm saying, but we're going to say it anyways. We're going to hear each other out. And even at the, at the end of that, if we agree to disagree, we're still on the same team. We're still humans. We still want well, a better well, you, environment, you should a better be. community. You should, you should be at the you know end of the day. Because the end of, you know, what, what is the best for the group? Yeah. You know, the equilibrium of the group. And nobody gives a shit. Well, not no, nobody, but... <laughs> But you know, but the, the masses, vast majority doesn't give a shit about right, the equilibrium of this the common is my good. I love agenda. It. It's and let's just perpetuate it. Yeah. Versus okay, so what is the best thing across the board here? So right. I think there's certain areas that are prospering with with what we're talking about as West Coast or East, I mean, certain things, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't know. Yo, I, don't, I don't know if Utah is, 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 is a hotbed for. <laughs> I don't know. I think Salt Lake is growing <clears throat> exponentially it's, it it's, as far is. as culture and open mindedness and, and whatever else. Um, it's, it's very nice to see. Spending my entire life here, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, just in the last 10 years, 20 years. 20 years for it's, sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember growing up, and especially when, you know, talking about subculture or counterculture, 
when we started getting tattooed, it wasn't cool. Like, uh, I remember ASI sold the fuck out of shirts that said, you know, ASI tattoos, not just for sailors and whores anymore. <laughs> but that really was more or less the mindset that the, the older generations had. If you sure. were tattooed, you were either a criminal or a whore or in the military. Right. Well, that, that, it's such a, it's a, those yeah. multi-dimensional because you know now it's more and more commonplace which i mean it's, on, on it's one insane. level i'm like oh, look i, I, I love that i can be a realtor in a red state you know and have tattoos on my face and right. be successful you know and i i don't and there's a lot of heavily tattooed people here i don't think because it's particularly accepted here i think it's more <laughs> of a reactionary like kind of turnover thing from the uh the traditional Family that, that you get in Utah, which traditional is, family being LDS, LDS, ten and kids, the turnover, ten and kids and cleaning cut, super conservative. I think early on, and, as a yeah. teenager, you're like, okay, how so can I differentiate myself? Yeah, my outward appearance needs from to that convey. group. I'm not part of that group. I'm, right. I'm clearly and definitively <laughs> from a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. not part of that group. I'm part so of this the initial group. push, and then I, I've, always, I've always loved the aesthetic of tattoos. I was even going to tattoo at whatever point. You know, before I decided that art, art to me had to be something that was just on my own. There was no point where I would want somebody to come in and say, will you do this right here, very right. specifically this color and this shape and whatever else. That would just bother me. You know, the, the you know, the... Do you want to do your art? Do you want to express yourself? Exactly, exactly. In your own creative I, I, way? I, did, yeah. I didn't have the patience for it, but yeah, it's, it's been a... A lifelong thing that and the hilarious thing as much as I am quote unquote heavily tattooed <laughs> I mean from like you know more my, so than me my skull and face and neck and my rounds yep. pretty much down the front for the most part because I like to see it nice. you know and when I get something new I'm like holy shit I like that and how it changes my aesthetic right you should get tattooed for yourself not absolutely like set yourself up, or like you know the little punk ass kids anymore the, they go straight and <laughs> like Face tattoos, and they have a sleeve done no, kind yeah. of thing. The throat's tattooed from left to right. They have a quarter sleeve on one arm and uh, a bob wire tribal band that doesn't even go and all the way around. And this is just going to make us sound like grumpy old men. The, the rites of passage. I think this we're getting that, old enough to where we can be. We can do that. We, we, we want to be, be fuck it. Dominoes um, in the porch. But anyway, so the funny <laughs> thing is, it's like the back, basically my back of lights and whatever else. I mean, there's still some there, but it's not nearly as... Because I don't care, because I don't see it. You know, can't so, see it. Yeah. So, you know, when I... You know... Well, you can awkwardly see it with a mirror and then... Right, you know... Phone and or if, if you and I go to prison, prison, it's a pain in the ass. But if you and I go to prison and you want your turn on top, then I'll, <laughs> then I'll ask you if you like the artwork back there. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to just open pray no to that entire scenario. But I kind of agree, you know, you mentioned it. I don't necessarily hate it. I do like that everybody's getting tattooed. A neck tattoo isn't a big fucking deal anymore. If you have the back of your ears tattooed or behind your ears, you know, for me, I I kind of did that. Tattooed the, the physical backside of my ears as a point. Like, nobody else is going to fucking do that. Ouch. I want to do that. Yeah. It sucked. I have but no it's such a small desire. space by the time it, <laughs> by the time you're about ready to, to knock your tattoo artist out, which you would never do because they're your homies most of the time, it's over and it's done. But it, for me, that was kind of trying to separate myself from the oncom- uh, incoming wave of everybody getting tattooed. Sure. And, I, that was, I, this hilarious. Yeah. So there are pros and cons to it. I, I love it because I can be a contractor. I can meet with customers in Park City who definitely don't have any tattoos and come across as overly conservative and they don't even blink an eye. 10, 20 years ago, I wouldn't even, there's no fucking way. I'd be working at the, the cardboard box factory downtown. Sure. Yeah. Sure. There, there's been a, a huge, well, and I think some of that is just people willing to take the risk or, or to, to go out there because I don't think there was a, a point where you're like okay you can't be a realtor and have tattoos right it didn't even occur to me circumstantially the way it worked out was like you know okay you already have tattoos all over and in the places you're hypothetically not supposed to right, right. hands neck face 
Yeah. And so Jobs, I moved, right. And I'm so I'm moving into this direction with people kind of backing me, but there was there was never a discussion of oh I don't think you can, uh, and that it, it just worked. <clears throat> and I think without discuss with anything, you know, you can't have. What, 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 what are the, the latest thing is you can't You do. can't show an excessive amount of skin. You can't say sure. yes. You can't be tattooed on your throat, etc. Yeah. Right. Or you can't come into this area. In what religious perspectives or, or sexist perspectives or race. I mean, any, anybody with a preconceived notion of you know, says, okay, this group of people can't do it. You know, as soon as one, two, three, and then moving forward, it, you know, it just breaks down the barriers. Going back to the you know, the, the common good of the entire, yeah. right? I mean, the, the common good is to have the best person for the job, and sometimes the best person, person for the job, regardless of what that is, might not look the way that you would expect them to. Right. But it should ultimately come down to the best person for the job. Right. And aesthetic, especially yeah. outward aesthetic, shouldn't mean anything as far as the intellect or their ability to do a thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're just dressing up. I mean... It's a mask. difference between it's a, a cost and you know, whatever. permanent thing and a really bad fucking weave. You know, I mean, you know, or, 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 or you know, you know, like you know, a hat or some, some, whatever you've got going on. Whether it was a good idea or a bad idea, because that goes both ways. You know, tattoos. <laughs> yeah. You know, regardless of that idea, that doesn't make you who you are. No, absolutely. Uh, speaking of tattoos, you got any current pieces you're working on? Anything you want to get done? Any artists that you want to shout out? Or uh, on the, the subject? Steve Tippett's is, is Steve my, Tippett's, my Anchor artist. Inc. and Ironclad Inc. Yep. Owner and operator of both those shops in Salt Lake City. So uh, Steve. Client of mine, <laughs> dear friend. Uh, he's working his way. I've got some portraits. Well, he not only tattoos. I have Tom Waits tattooed on my back. Speaking of Tom Waits and Charles Bukowski. <laughs> So nice. we'll, we'll see who else ends up there. Uh, You're on a great start going down there. I was just going to say with Steve, he not only owns and operates multiple tattoo shops in Salt Lake City, but he also, I don't tattoo, so I have no fucking idea, but from what I understand, makes killer tattoo machines. It does. Yeah. It does. He goes to convention, at least I've actually never been to a tattoo convention. As I've been to the Salt Lake City tattoo so I don't know convention if it's more than one a year. Religiously, the first three or four years, and then very occasionally since then. Right. But yeah, he, he, he builds a lot of machines for people that are very particular, and people swear by his work. So yeah. he's for one of very high-rated, very talented right. individuals. He's one of those, he's one of those guys that just sets his mind to something and does it. Uh, which is frustrating <laughs> on one level it's like you know like what, whatever he's like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna build this and I was like oh, uh, have I'm you a, built that I've before? always liked Steve um, I remember bartending in the Republican he'd have the Anchor Inc Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas parties or winter parties if you're atheist and super sensitive whatever sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah he'd have those down there and I got a chance to know him being his bartender that's how I met Saul um, always a good dude though he seems like a great businessman and I always had that same impression where if he sets his mind to it or says he's going to do it he just does it and yeah absolutely kicks ass at it so again what's up Steve nice I'm glad I asked you that that was that was a good mention <laughs> is there uh, I think we're, we're kind of creeping up on an hour do you have any questions for me anything you want to say or ask me or anything in particular that you wanted to mention that maybe we haven't uh no pressure <laughs> you fucker <laughs> it's on how about every, every question you've asked me in, in, in reverse we'll do that the next time you sit down <laughs> but you get to go back and listen and write it all out and ask me and I'll I'll let you edit and record yeah I don't, I don't know I, I, we'll I, go from there no Desire to take over what you're. I'm just, seems very complicated. Um, I'll, 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 I'll stick to what I'm. What I'm good at. And you are good at it, Mark Seely, Realtor City Home Collective. Look out for uh, maybe a non-official 
maybe more so counterculture gallery show coming Yeah, up. absolutely. It's going to be one of those things. Yeah. So gallery drill, but it'll, it'll be, I mean, I'll have you know, some social media and whatever else, but I mean, it, it'll be... Anything you want to do to help me hype the word up on that, just let me know. Okay. Um, outside of that, I'm open. I'll see you September 21st, 7 p.m., City Home Collective, down off South South Temple, just west of 700 East. You got it. 645 East South Temple, and the parking lot is in, in the back there. Lots of room, lots of fun. Nice. Um, outside of that, I love you. It's been a long time since we had an opportunity to catch up, so I was so, kind of not surprised. <laughs> and we get to record it. Least, and, and we get to, to, we, we get, we get to make everybody down. else listen to us, too. It's lovely. We'll see if they tune in. <laughs> and I, and I, I didn't ever say cunt this entire interview. Cunt. Now, this is a very Which important is question. This is my final question for you, Mark Sio. No. <laughs> Do you use spell cunt with the letter C or the letter K? That's that's an absurd question. Who spells it with the K? Who? I do. Why? Many people I know. Um, there was an old friend of mine way back in the day who broke it off like this. Okay. All right. This this better be good. And she explained to us this is back in the hardcore days that if it it doesn't make sense, this is terrible. My mom's probably gonna listen to this. And be like what in the hell is my boy talking about? But if you're trying to compliment somebody, that's a lovely cunt. It's oh. a soft C. But if you're trying to be offensive or vulgar, i.e. he's a fucking cunt, it's with a bold K. See, I'm... So both are correct, technically. Well... Depending on... Depending on who's implying. talking, but I think, I think depending <laughs> on the actual dictionary. I, 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 I see your point. I like it. But, uh, but I, think, I think it's such a versatile word that I don't think it has to be... Differentiated. It I doesn't just, matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I refer to, I refer to, my, I refer to myself or dear friends. I mean, I actually rarely say somebody's a cunt in, in a very derogative way. Like, oh, that. It's more, it's, it's almost a term of endearment to me. Actually, I, I not, think there's. That's not entirely true. That matches. Maybe, I think maybe it's with the K. Everybody else, Salt Lake that's matches. <laughs> But I'm it's never going to say hasn't been if I'm going to write it down as with a C and as the end of that story. Never with a K. All right. Fair I'm enough. Stubborn, I refuse. This is a perfect example of having an open dialogue. And I see your point. Agreeing to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love you, Dylan. We get a handshake. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. And hopefully have you on sometime again in the future. Best of luck with the gallery. Oh, you know, we, we will be calling you when we're ready to buy another house or maybe a podcast something, studio place. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. We'll just build it in the backyard. <laughs> but uh, I love you, Mark. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank Mark for coming down and rapping with me for a bit. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Join me next month. I'll be sitting down once again with John and Alex from Fenrir Recovery. Fugitive recovery agents out of Atlanta, and I can't wait to catch up with them. We'll see you guys next time. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? He has subscriptions to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. He has no friends. And his lawn is dying. What about all those packages he sends? What's he building in there? With that hook light on the stairs. What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? 
Now what's that sound from underneath the door? He's pounding nails into a hardwood floor. And I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. And I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw. And you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. But there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. But what's he building in there? He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? to know.